Commencing countdown. Three, two, one. This is the Contracting Experience. Connecting government contracting professionals to the world around them through conversations with acquisition influencers, insights into evolving hot topics, and sharing lessons learned from the field. Hello, listeners. This episode of the Contracting Experience Podcast is about Air Force Lifecycle Management's Pitch Days. We speak with Air Force Research Laboratory's small business entrepreneur, Ryan Helbeck, and LCMC Pitch Day Contracting Officer for the Fighters and Bombers Program Executive Office, Brett Ray. Ryan and Brett discuss what it takes to put on a pitch day and the value pitch days provide to the Air Force. They also talk to the new perspective government and industry participants have gained in participating in the process. Hey, welcome Ryan and Brett to the podcast. So Ryan, the Air Force held its fifth pitch day November 13th through the 14th for four of its PEOs to include fighters and bombers, ISR soft, mobility and training aircraft, and presidential and executive airlift. This is one of several pitch days that took place this year. What are pitch days, and can you speak to the value that pitch days are bringing to the Air Force? That's a great question. Um, So pitch days are something that uh, we really just started this year uh, in 2019 for the Air Force. And and what they are is really a combination of two different things. They have aspects of what we see out in the commercial world of what we call pitch competitions. So that's the pitch part of the pitch day. And then they have aspects of what we call uh, demonstration or demo days. Uh, the day part of the the pitch days. So it's really a combination of these two different aspects. And and what you have with a pitch competition is usually a a business uh, pitching their idea to, uh, in our case, the the Air Force. So if you've ever seen the TV show Shark Tank, uh, that's a perfect example of somebody making their pitch to a uh, small subset of potential investors. What we've done is we take that aspect, plus we take what we, uh, the demo day, uh, where you're actually making that similar presentation to a a very large audience of potential investors. Mm -hmm. So it's really this combination of of two things, of the opportunity to pitch directly to the Air Force, as well as the opportunity to to potentially leverage other uh, possible relationships. So this was something that was developed really over the last kind of uh, year and a half. It was championed by our uh, senior leadership for for acquisitions for the Air Force, uh, Dr. Roper. Um, And he basically laid down uh, the challenge to, to the Air Force of, Uh, We had been working with small businesses and startups, and sometimes we would take up to six months to evaluate and do the contracting um, and and selection and award to to companies, especially to to small companies that would become quite a challenge. And he basically said, I want to see it done in a day. And that's where this idea of the pitch days came about. Well, and you kind of talked to this, and I think it's the same thing when you watch Shark Tank. It's... Uh, the value, I think, is also the immediate feedback that the companies get and that the government gets on questions and trying to figure out, okay, we're trying to solve this problem, um, and they get that immediate feedback. Yep. So I think that's huge. Yeah. So I attended the pitch day to get a firsthand look at stakeholders involved and in how the process works. Um, venture capitalists were, per- were present at LCMC pitch day. This is a group that acquisition teams may not traditionally interact with. Can you talk to what a venture capitalist is and why having them involved with pitch days is important. So, so a venture capitalist uh, is, is really somebody 
that's uh, generally you, you uh, see them out in the commercial world, but they're usually investors and there's uh, varying levels of uh, what are called angel investors or venture capital investors. And they may invest in a company at different stages. Um, so an angel investor may come in and invest in a company very early when the idea is just forming and when the team is just forming. And then a venture capitalist may, uh, may come in as the idea has matured and showed some promise in the market and as there's an opportunity for, for bigger investment. So a, an example that I use uh, quite a bit is if you look at Uber or Lyft. So Uber and Lyft are, are both companies that have received quite a bit of uh, venture capital investment. And what they do is, is basically this idea of if you can validate an idea very early, i.e. show that there is a uh, market potential, these venture capitalists will, will come in and they'll invest uh, really significant amounts of money into those companies to try and get, uh, get those companies onto what we call the, the hockey stick curve, uh, growth curve. So this idea of the company is growing very, very rapidly um, and it's going from a relatively small company with a small market share to a very large, a larger company with a, a very large market share. Mm -hmm. um, and so the idea for, for a venture capitalist is that they're investing in these companies relatively early, trying to get it to grow pretty rapidly. And, you, and I think we've all experienced that and, and we've seen that with Uber and Lyft, um, as well as a number of kind of familiar uh, companies that have grown from startups to, to larger businesses. The reason that the, the Air Force was interested and wanted to have some of these venture capitalists as well as other uh, corporate investors uh, sitting out in the audience for that dem demo day uh, as part of the pitch days was this idea that um, largely if you, if you look at the defense departments and, and you can even look at a subset of the Air Force, uh, ability to invest in new ideas and, and in startups and small businesses. Uh, we still invest lots of money uh, into small businesses and startups uh, as the DOD. However, our buying power has shrunk over time and that's largely because of the growth of uh, venture capital firms uh, that are putting more and more money into these companies, as well as the growth of corporate investment. And so if you look at this over the last 30 years or so, our ability to influence the research and development market and the technology market has diminished greatly. If you go back to the mid-1980s, we were able to influence about 40% uh, of the, the overall market. Our, our, our dollar was buying about 40% of the overall market. Today, it's probably in the 15 or to 20%. So we, we still are a big stake in, in the uh, early research and development uh, market. However, our uh, ability and influence has, has decreased greatly. As well, you also see the development of, of more and more what we call dual-use technologies or, or technologies that have applications both in the commercial world as, in, as well as in the military world. And so the idea of bringing those VCs to the pitch days was to, to get other investors involved early on to potentially uh, help grow our, our investments, not only from an Air Force perspective, but really from the companies and the technologies perspective. A great example of that is we had a company that is doing uh, stabilization for, um, if you've ever seen a, a helicopter lower a recovery basket um, to try and pull somebody off the ground, one of the problems with that is that it'll start to swing like a pendulum or it'll start to spin. And so we had a, a company um, that basically created some stabilization for that. So it has applications in the military and it has applications in the commercial world. Mm -hmm. um, we invested uh, initially uh, $50,000 $50, and then $1.5 million into the company. 
And from that initial investment by the Air Force, they've grown that over to, to almost $70 million of corporate and, and venture investment, as well as I think they have another 60 or $70 million of folks lined up to start buying their product. Mm -hmm. So we, we grew and we were able to, to take what we did and grow it uh, very significantly with a, a relatively small investment by our state. Right. Well, I think that's what's exciting about this is that, you know, it's exciting because these are helping impact our missions um, in the DOD, but then also in the commercial space, um, the economy, the U.S. economy and all that. So I think that's what's exciting uh, for, from this standpoint. So uh, attending the, the pitch day, I saw what a big, you know, it was a great event. It was very well planned, you could tell. Um, but it was a big production. And so can you talk to the process that it takes to put on a pitch day from a program management perspective? Yeah, there's really a, a number of elements. So, so there's the elements that um, largely the, the leadership, uh, such as yourself, sees. And then there's the elements that have to occur um, kind of behind the curtain, right. if you will. So, you know, I talked about the fact that these are one-day events and that uh, we basically hear the presentations or the, the, the pitches from the companies. We give that feedback to the companies on the spot. And then if they're selected, we're ready to sign a contract on the spot with them and as well give initial payment to them. Well, that takes a lot of work to set up ahead of time. So, so yes, the event itself is a, usually a one or two day event, but there's a whole bunch of lead up that goes into that. Um, and so not only do you have kind of those traditional evaluation, finance, contracting challenges, you also have the larger uh, event planning to, to bring in all these different folks, um, as well as to, to coordinate the event itself. So there's quite a bit of work that goes on behind the scenes and even during the event to make sure that the folks that are sitting on the panel are, are prepared. So if, if you know we go back to that shark tank example, those sharks, that is not the first time they're hearing or seeing the companies when, when, you, when they get that actual pitch presentation. They usually get uh, quite a bit of information ahead of time, and, and so do we. Um, mm -hmm. So we still go through a, a bit of an evaluation process ahead of time so that our, our panel is prepared and ready to, make, uh, to ask questions. Mm -hmm. So Brett, your day-to-day -day job is a procurement contracting officer in the F-22 program office. You volunteered to be the PCO for the fighter bomber director as part of the pitch day. What made you want to get involved with the pitch day? Well, I had uh, heard about the pitch day concept over the last year or so, and it was definitely something that was intriguing, this, this rapid evaluation and um, issuing of contracts to these small businesses. In the systems world, we're used to small acquisitions, sometimes taking six months, or some of the larger systems or subsystem buys taking um, a year or two. So this was definitely a change of pace and something that I thought was, was very interesting. I was uh, interested in um, kind of being involved with the pitch days because I know that a lot of these small businesses have very innovative ideas and with the national defense strategy stressing that we need to be rapidly accelerating our DOD industrial base and developing these technologies rapidly. This was a, a new opportunity for me and something that I thought was really exciting to be a part of. Right. Well, I want to commend you for volunteering for it because I know F-22 is a very uh, busy program office, but I think, you know, even just your experience in this pitch day probably gave you a whole new perspective that you may not have gotten, you know, um, if you wouldn't have done it. So that's awesome. So can you talk to, when a company was successful in its pitch to the Air Force, the company signed a contract um, and was provided an initial payment of $50,000 for their pitch. The contracting process seemed to move pretty smooth on the actual pitch day. 
Can you talk to what happened behind the scenes to get the contracts ready for signatures on the day of the pitch? Yeah, absolutely. The, I agree the, the contracting process on the day of the pitch day uh, was very smoothly. We, we sat in the pitches and then um, the first contract we awarded that day, we had the contractor sign and they were paid the $50,000 within about two minutes after completing the pitch. Uh, I can say that the businesses were excited about that. They were enthralled with the process and really energized by the entire, uh, everything that was occurring at the pitch day. Getting to the, the upfront work, um, we knew that all these contracts had to be awarded that day of, so there was a lot of upfront work needed on the contracting side uh, to make that happen. Um, we started pretty early on, uh, maybe about a month in advance on uh, building the model contracts, building the milestones, creating the clean structures, discussing any reservations with clauses or the contractor uh, contracts with each of the contractors. We wanted to eliminate any questions or concerns uh, two to three days in advance um, because we had to avoid any sort of rework that day of to, to make sure that the process was going to go smoothly. In the, in the spirit of pitch day and kind of going fast, uh, we streamlined as many processes as we could. Uh, we looked at the electronic contract file, memos, PNMs, standardizing milestones and, and CLINs, mm -hmm. uh, tech evals, things like that. As with any acquisition, there were roadblocks and issues to overcome, but it worked out great because we awarded five contracts totaling $4.8 million in about two hours on the day of pitch day. Right. So it worked out well. Well, to your point, you can't do this on every acquisition, but I think that is something that teams can take a look at in their offices, just in their in the acquisitions that they're doing. Are there ways they can streamline or do templates that make sense for those types of acquisitions to help you know make things move a little faster? So, Brett, you have 10 years of experience in Air Force contracting. This was your first involvement in a pitch day. What did you take away from being part of this event? I'd say my main takeaway was that there are a lot of small businesses out there that have a lot of great ideas and can really help the Air Force push the envelope of what is technologically possible um, if we give them the chance. Uh, during the company pitches, there were some pretty eye-opening presentations about a lot of the threats the United States is facing. Um, so if we can get these small businesses involved, get them on contract quickly, let them run with their ideas and then provide the tools necessary for them to, to integrate their technology into our existing platforms. Um, it's a benefit to everybody, a benefit to the uh, DOD industrial base and a benefit to the Air Force. And Ryan and Brett, this is a question for both of you. What lessons learned would you give other organizations, acquisition teams, and even other small businesses that are looking to get involved in pitch days? Uh, so, so from my perspective, there's really three things kind of for the internal Air Force and, and one, one big thing for the, the, the companies. So um, the first pitch day that we did, uh, we were encouraged and kind of instructed by the Air Force leadership to do a, a one-page contract. Mm -hmm. So not only were we doing all of this, we were doing it with a one-page contract. Mm -hmm. What I would discourage future uh, pitch days from doing is that one-page contract. Largely what it ended up being was yes we got it down to one page but the bottom of the page was basically all the um, all the clauses included by reference so we had literally five lines of very very fine print down at the bottom and that's not helpful to the companies and that's not helpful to to the government um, usually these contracts are between 15 and 30 pages um, so yes they're a little bit longer but 
as companies have questions or there are specific things that come up, it's helpful for them to actually be able to read and understand Better that Better to know contract. than to yeah. not know. <laughs> so so that, that drive for that one-page contract, I would, I would kind of discourage that in the future. Uh, one of the other things that we've learned uh, going through this is that idea of paying on the spot. So we used uh, the government purchase uh, credit card. So think of it, it's actually very similar to a debit card. But we were using, we, we've been using that to pay the companies. Um, one of the things that we, we recommend going forward is that yes, for the actual day of the event, use that credit card to pay on the spot because that's part of the idea of the whole day is that companies literally make their pitch and within uh, just a few minutes are have money in the bank right uh, for a small business that cash flow is critical however there's a fee that the companies have to pay when they receive payment just as when you go to the gas station and you pay with your credit card the gas station has to pay a, a three to five percent fee, well, the companies are doing the same thing. And so I really recommend uh, for, for folks to structure your contract such as, yes, the first payment is with that government purchase credit card, but future ones are, are with kind of the traditional electronic payment methods. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the, the other big thing kind of overarching from a, uh, an Air Force perspective is the idea of these pitch days in some ways kind of breaks down a lot of the stovepipes. So, you know, traditionally you have the evaluators and the finance and the contracting folks kind of all operating in their own little uh, realms, if you will, and focusing on their, their respective side of things. By setting this bigger event and by kind of pushing, pushing this a little more rapidly, you, you help to break down some of those barriers. And so even if you're not doing a pitch day, this idea of breaking down some of those barriers and even just getting the evaluators, the finance, and the, the contracting folks all to sit down together and maybe set, set aside a day or a week to, to try and move a contract through what something that may take two years to do, if you really set the, the goal of, all right, we're gonna sit down for two weeks and this is all we're gonna focus on, it breaks down those stovepipes that can be such a huge barrier and, and, and such a huge loss. Um, my big recommendation for the, the companies that are, are coming and participating in the pitch days is practice that pitch presentation. Practice it not only for, for kind of internal to your company, but do you that presentation to somebody that's maybe never seen your, your pitch or your company before? Because we've seen, and, and you can see it very clearly during the actual events, the companies that practiced and the companies that didn't. It is a unique format. It's not something that really comes naturally to, to a lot of folks. Um, and so generally we provide some training and there's lots of um, videos and training online, but you really got to practice that and, and you got to be prepared for that. I think uh, from my perspective, one thing we tried to do was track a lot of our lessons learned along the way. This was something that none of my contracting team had been a part of. We're all in the systems world, haven't dealt with SIBRs, these small businesses. So we wanted to really track how things were going, what went wrong, what went right, um, best practices along the way. Um, I know there's going to be future pitch days, so we tried to capture as much as we could along the way to, to leverage in the future, whether it's us that'll be working it or maybe it's a, a brand new team working it, but we want to be able to pass along the knowledge that we gained um, along the way. Um, another thing for us, we were, we awarded these contracts in just a few minutes. You know, there was a, a month of, of prep work ahead of time along with, you know, the proposal generation phase. So in the whole scheme of things, maybe about three months or so, three and a half months. And I thought that was very impressive that um, we have this structure in place that enables us to do that. So I think there's this willingness from Air Force leadership to, to really 
push some of the boundaries on, on what we've been doing in the past and what we've been comfortable doing. Sometimes fall back into these long timelines, but there's this, this genuine interest from leadership in, in um, um, you know, pushing down delegations, doing what we can to, to do things a lot faster. Um, when it comes to um, the pitches, um, I agree, Ryan, with what you said about uh, practicing the pitches. And I think one thing that I noticed was um, a lot of them were very, very, very technical in nature. Sometimes they were missing exactly what problem they were solving and what impact that they were having, what, you know, what impact to the, the mission, what they're going to provide the warfighter with um, and the benefits of it. I think, you know, when you have 300, 400 people sitting in the room, they really want to see what, exactly what that impact is and what problem they're going to solve. Well, thank you guys for sharing the recommendations. I think it'll be helpful to other acquisition teams that are looking to do pitch days in the future, um, and also small businesses that want to get involved in pitch days. Um, and also, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. The Contracting Experience Podcast hit its one-year birthday in October 2019. If you have enjoyed listening, I ask you to share the podcast with your friends and coworkers and leave us a review on iTunes. Sharing the podcast is the best way to help others connect with the world around them. Thank you for listening.